1: This is With the First Pick, the CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. This is episode 65. I'm Ryan Wilson. That handsome young fellow there smiling with his pearly whites. That's Rick Spielman. Today, the With the First Pick Summer Scouting School is looking at the wide receivers class. And Rick, it's a deep one, even beyond names uh, by some guy called uh, that goes by Marvin Harrison Jr. But how does the class stack up to? Recent classes at the position? We'll talk about that. We know Marvin Harrison is wide receiver one, but which wideouts might be next off the board? We'll get to all that and more. And in case you missed it, on the last podcast, me and Rick talked about uh, episode one of Summer Scouting School. We took a look at the old quarterbacks there. You know about ne- gay, uh, guys named Caleb Williams and Drake May. But if you want to hear about some other names ahead of the college football season, like, oh, I don't know, Dukes or Riley Leonard or Quinn Ewers of Texas or Bo Nix uh, out in Oregon, you can check that out in the podcast feed. And just a reminder, our summer scouting series will continue every week right up until the start of the football season. And next week, Rick and I, Rick and I are talking. I took a couple of days off, Rick. I forgot how to talk.
2: Oh my God, you've been on vacation and you're going on vacation. Yeah, I mean, how many vacations can oh. it take? You got to get back into the rhythm of actually working.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. When I go on vacation, my wife, like you know, it's a you know, six-hour car ride back and forth. My wife is doing a lot of the talking. I just do a lot of the listening. So I was out of practice for talking. And then, you know. My kids ask me all sorts of stupid stuff. I don't want to answer those questions. So I just went on a on a, a little trip of silence. So I got I got to get back into it.
2: it sounds like when you deal with me and Pete on this podcast. <laughs>
1: oh, it is exasperating. Uh you guys are more exasperated than my family, but we're all family. So I'll say that. But next week, Rick and I will be talking running backs and tight ends. Now, Rick has informed me because he's he's done a, he's done the homework ahead like he did back in school that this running back class, and you said it on the podcast last week, probably not a first-round pick, but we'll talk about all that. There will be a first-rounder in the tight end class. I know that, and I only know one name right now. so Yeah.
2: No, and it'll be interesting to see when we get through 10 names that Debo keeps hammering us during this summertime <laughs> when everybody else is trying to get some downtime, hammering us on this draft. And by the time we get through all the positions, we'll have a pretty good feel going into the season. But... As you know, things change.
1: I, I I wonder, know how do you reconcile yelling at me for taking a vacation and then you yell at Debo for not allowing
2: you vacation time? Because I'm a worker, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just so people are clear, because people actually think that you're legitimately this way. You're like the nicest person on planet Earth. You just like to play the the tough guy.
2: No, just just trying to play my role. I I, I received the uh script of this podcast. No one sent you that script.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, can we talk about my text the other day that Rick reacted to, I think, quite literally?
1: (laughs) So I'm I was in Maine for a few days visiting my wife's uh wife's side of the family, and they're awesome. And they, they let us hang out with them in in Maine. So I'm at the beach the the cell phone reception at the beach in, in this particular spot in Maine was pretty spotty. So I could occasionally see messages, but it wouldn't let me respond. That's how bad the, the signal was. But I see this text from Debo that says emergency podcast. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, uh, a player got arrested. Um, you know, Drake may got his, lost his arm in a boating, like something crazy. And then I go on to read that there were no players drafted in the supplemental draft. And that was the reason that we need to do this emergency podcast. And then I scroll down to see Rick saying, is this serious? Because I just went back into the house from wherever I was going, because I thought we were going to do a podcast about there. No players being drafted in the supplemental draft. I get back to the hotel. I see that I missed a call from Rick because I'm sure he was scrambling concerned about this supplemental draft podcast, uh, emergency version. Rick, what happened?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I take my job very seriously and Devo thinks he's a funny man, but <laughs> he's not a funny man. And last time we had the emergency podcast, I was on a walk and I sprinted about mile and a half back to the house. Did you
1: did you dime it back?
2: Yeah, yeah, I had to sprint back because I was out walking the dogs at Okay, Netflix. but
3: what what was that emergency podcast about? <laughs> 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 to be clear, that was the number one overall pick being traded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still draft-related. That's all Rick Heard. <laughs> and,
2: and all of a sudden, Debo, because it's summer and who knows, Debo, where, it's like, where's Waldo? Is he in Seattle? Is he in <laughs> Europe? Is he in Florida? Where Where is he? He texts his emergency podcast, and all of a sudden, all the alarms start going off in my head. I, I was halfway in the car, halfway down the street, and I see that, and I turn back around. Oh, you did not, Rick. I did. And Don't I scrambled. Then I was looking at oh, two receivers that were in there. And I like, oh, stop it! And I was getting ready to do some tape just so we get a quick feel for oh, these guys. It, it was a mess.
1: Debo, do you feel bad now that you found out what Rick went
2: through? Not even a little bit.
1: <laughs> you weren't going anywhere important, were you, Rick? That you turned the car around? Golf. Ah, uh, okay, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine rick uh debo saved you from sh- oh you probably went back out there and shot once you realized
2: it, wasn't a yeah, it was, a, was a fake emergency alert i mean you can only cry wolf so many times so the next time there's an actual emergency <laughs> podcast coming on i don't know if i'm if he's crying wolf or what he's crying
1: oh i love it i love that rick was worried about watching the purdue wide receiver <laughs> and talking of uh,
2: last year actually <laughs> what'd you say I believe he did not play last year. Yeah, I don't think he did either. But you're hardcore. I'll give you that. First getting ready for the emergency podcast.
1: Oh, I saw that on my phone. I was like, oh, my gosh. I hope Rick wasn't going anywhere important to turn the car around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I think you know me well enough now.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that that was a nice little break from – that was a vacation – inside a vacation for me, so thank you for that. (laughs) Um, Also – Remember, hit the old thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, where you can find us at NFL on CBS. It really helps promote the pod to folks who might not otherwise know we exist, especially this time of year where draft, NFL draft isn't at the forefront unless you're Rick Spielman worried about the supplemental draft. Other people are watching baseball or looking ahead to college football. So,
2: yeah, no, Wimbledon, that was a big thing. Wimbledon,
1: Women's World Cup starts.
2: Yeah, the U.S. Women's Open last week at uh, Pebble Beach was, uh, there's a lot of, great things. And that, when I was a general manager, I loved the summers cause I can watch all that other stuff and not have to worry about it.
1: Yeah. Or if the, you know, if the U S open is out at the, what's
2: the Minnesota course. Um, what, where was that at? Big, really nice course. I can't think of the name. But you,
1: you, you've, uh, you got to play there when you weren't watching golf, a lot of benefits to being a general manager. How would you say the benefit package compares on the podcast?
2: Well, right now I'm just a civilian, just trying to figure out how to turn on a button. And with Debo, yeah. me tying into the studio, I had peoples that always did that for me. It takes me 15 minutes just to get on. And then I'm on 15 minutes early and I'm staring at a blink, blank screen because you two yahoos can't come on on time for the 930 show.
1: You're like Tom Coughlin. We were on one minute early and you were like, that's nine minutes late.
2: <laughs> no, you look at your phone. I just called you. I said, where I was just getting ready to yell at everybody. I
1: was actually writing the script, which I cannot read and uh, doing a little background. And uh, that's what I was doing, but fair enough. I I get it, Rick. Uh, Just be happy. You're not on another podcast where we were routinely 30 minutes late. All right. That's conversation for another time. Don't forget uh, forget to subscribe to the pod. And if you like what we do, leave a uh, thing, about leave us a five-star review, have a podcast, Spotify, wherever you watch your podcasts. And to quote Pat P and old B Mac on all things covered, tell a friend to tell a friend about the pod and Rick one last thing before we get to these wide receivers. This is me and my infomercial voice. Do you want to talk to Rick Spielman and do it for a great cause? <laughs> well, do I have the deal for you? Oh, for God. a limited time, Rick Spielman, former general manager with more than 30 years of NFL experience, will get on a private Zoom call with you. And all you have to do is go to the link in the podcast description. Or if you're watching here on YouTube, you can see it on eBay bid on the opportunity to talk to Rick and all the proceeds go to St. Jude's children's hospital. Want to yell at Rick about any of his draft picks? Make that bid. (laughs) Want to tell tell Rick that I do a better job at player cops than he does? Make that bid. Want to challenge Rick to a trivia contest over zoom and you will definitely win. Make that bid. And finally, do you want to hear 10 minutes of dad jokes? All you got to do, Rick, is make that bid. Seriously, though, it's for a great cause. And Rick, despite his gruff exterior, as I mentioned earlier, it's a lot of fun to talk to. What do you think, Rick?
2: Yeah, no, uh, it's for a great cause. And uh, I, I, I look forward to uh, whoever is willing and able to afford the uh, $10 bid to, uh, to come in and talk to me. I- well, it
1: starts at 10 Now, you make the bid, it could go up to It could go into the hundreds or, or thousands of dollars.
2: Yeah, well, my wife she already asked if no one does that if I would pay her she would come on at least so we have something to talk about. Yeah, that would go. be worth a bid now.
1: <laughs> I, I love it absolutely. I, I, my biggest question is what? When is this photograph from? Because you're wearing a tie.
2: Um, I don't know where that's from, Debo. Is that from one of my studio appearances? a young I must say myself.
3: It looks like the HQ Studios.
1: It does. It must have been early on in the process because he is wearing a tie. That Rick
3: has aged a lot nice. in like yeah. the years
2: since. <laughs> this podcast episode, what number? Sixty-five.
1: Sixty-five.
2: Yeah, that that'll that'll wear on you pretty.
1: That'll cool. wear on you, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about these wide receivers. Uh, and remember, link is in the description if you want to bid on a chance to talk to Rick Spielman about anything. And his, uh, unlike our buddy Pete Briscoe, Rick enjoys art, movies, other sports, um, soccer. If you want to talk about that with him. Uh, one of the guys who bid on um, the Pick Six podcast, Johnny from, from uh, he's from Great Britain. I talk to him all the time about soccer, especially during the World Cup last year. So or last December. So you never know. All right, Rick, let's start here. This wide receiver class, you and I watch the same five guys this time, so our comps will be a little more apples to apples. Just upon first glance here in the middle of July, this class feels pretty deep. Not as obviously not as going to not going to be as deep as as. The Justin Jefferson class, for example. But it feels like there's some players that you can find in the top 100 picks that are going to help your team pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, I think this class will be comparable to what we saw in last year's class, except I do think that there are two that we'll get into here that are above uh, the class from last year that came out.
1: All right, let's start with Marvin Harrison because Marvin Harrison Jr. Is he one of the best non-quarterbacks to come out in the last – decade?
2: Yeah, just watching him on tape, I thought that uh, this guy is as polished of a route runner as I've seen. Uh, His savvy, his smarts, knowing how to beat man coverage, knowing how to get open versus zone. The one thing that I've never seen a college receiver do that he did exceptionally well was when the quarterback scrambled he was unbelievable getting open and giving the, receiver, the quarterback a target downfield. He just had a natural feel and instinct. Quarterback's out of the pocket. He was either taken off deep or coming back to the quarterback to give the quarterback a target. People may knock him a little bit because I don't think he's going to be a 4-3 receiver, but he plays more than fast enough. Uh, he has excellent body control, excellent in contested situations, came up big time, uh, last year for Ohio State games, I watched. You know, in the Georgia and the playoff game, he had he had a big game. So
1: they probably win that game if he doesn't leave with a concussion.
2: Yeah, no, but he is uh, he is a, a very very good receiver, one of the best receivers I graded coming out. Just really hard to poke a lot of holes in his game. And uh, so I don't know if we're getting into all the other stuff yet, but really, really thought this guy is going to be a difference maker. And he, to me, would be the leader in the pack right now if we're going to go way out predictions uh, as a rookie of the year candidate once he gets drafted.
1: Oh, look at you. Yeah, Good you know. Lord. I'll go even further than you. I bet he makes the Hall of Fame. How about that? What you, can you better that one? Uh, no, I'm not going to bet that one. <laughs> so he's uh, 6'3", unofficial, 185, and he, he plays <laughs> – he somehow plays bigger than 6'3", it feels like. I thought his change of direction skills were, were insane for someone that size. I, I felt like he was doing – he moves like a much smaller wide receiver because because sometimes – and this, this wasn't an issue with Quentin Johnson so much, but sometimes with these bigger wide receivers, they feel a little stiff. There is no stiffness anywhere in Marvin Harrison Jr.'s game. I, I think he's a top five pick all day long. I, I mean, you talk about trying to find things to – to not like about a player. I, he had like a focus drop I saw in the Michigan game, but that's it. And it doesn't show up frequently. So as someone once told me, you don't have to find, there doesn't have to be anything wrong with players. And uh, I think that feels like the case for Marvin Harrison Jr.
2: Yes. Now can we get into the drum roll, please? Our comps are, are uh, who we're looking for in a matchup. Uh Yeah.
1: All right, you're ready to go, I guess. So we both agree, top five pick, maybe higher.
2: Yes, I I think he'll be number three, I would guess right now off the board after uh, the two quarterbacks.
1: Yep. Okay. Go ahead. You you want to do your comp first? Or you want me to do mine first?
2: Uh, I will do mine first. Go for it. My comp is Justin Jefferson. And-
1: now that one, let me let me just ask you. That was interesting because Justin Jefferson played a lot of slot his final year at. At LSU, Marvin Harrison Jr. moves around, but he plays outside and he's not that tall. And he, we'll see, they'll probably time close. I think, I think Justin ran in the four fours. So I bet Marvin Harrison hits the four fours. If he runs a four five five, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But Justin Jefferson was a curious one.
2: The reason I'm saying Justin Jefferson is because of the route running ability. Okay. Okay. And because of his ability and what I always graded receivers to torque his body to catch off-target throws yep, and his ability to win in contested situations. And Justin Jefferson was not probably as good coming out of college as Marvin Harrison is. But if you look at Justin Jefferson today, that's who Marvin Harrison Jr. reminded me of when I watched his college tape.
1: I don't hate it. And I'm willing to be open minded about it. Unlike some people on this podcast I work with who I will not name because they're not exactly the same size. They didn't play the exact same position. They do things a little you differently.
2: You, but you're pigeonholing things. You have to have an open vision. When you're doing guys this early, <laughs> I look, agree. We're looking at traits. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, he didn't play in a slot all the time. Justin Jefferson did. Oh my God. they're how can you make that comparison?
1: <laughs> hey Diva, how would you rank Rick's impression of me? <laughs> that was poor. <laughs> you do a better English accent, I think, is what Diva's saying, Rick. Uh, oh, you didn't even go. I thought you were going to do this sticky wicket thing. All right. So, my comp, and try to keep your face, try to keep, let's see your poker face, Rick. My comp, and this was tough. Like part of me thought about Megatron, but Megatron ran four threes and he was much thicker. So, I didn't go that direction. I'm asking to keep an open mind, Rick, just as you asked me. So, I went with game changer, Hall of Famer. He was faster than Marvin Harrison Jr., but he he impacted the game in a way that very few have. Randy Moss. No, why not?
2: As fast as Randy Moss.
1: I just said that. But you, you just pressure. said we have to keep an I'm open not. mind.
2: I'm not, but there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. He said.
1: <laughs> oh no! So. so if you're watching on on YouTube, Debo put the poll up and he asked, "Better pro comparison for Marvin Harrison Jr., Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss." Three quarters of the respondents, Rick, agreed with you. Okay, so now we're tied one-one. I won last week with uh, one of our our poll questions for the quarterbacks. You win handily with the Justin Jefferson one. All right, go ahead. What you want to talk about, Randy Moss, and, and because you saw him live and you know more about him than I do, so tell me the differences.
2: Randy Moss is faster. Uh, maybe yeah. separates a lot better downfield just with his vertical speed. Randy. Oh, was- okay, all right. That's why I couldn't make that comparison. And I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a more crisp route runner than Randy Moss.
1: Let me ask you this. So coming out, Randy Moss was just a go-route guy, or did he do more than that?
2: Well, he, remember, he went from West Virginia to Marshall. Right. Uh, had some off-field concerns coming out, but there was no question that Randy Moss was a legit vertical threat. And all the receiving yards and every. Thing that Randy Moss did great in the NFL was done on the vertical part of the field, running vertically. Where I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is not as fast. He can make plays vertically, but he can make plays at all levels of the field.
1: Yeah, all right, I agree with that. I was just—it was hard for me to find. Like Justin Jefferson actually is a pretty good one. Clearly, the people agree with you. I don't know if if Debo just asked all your relatives, but whatever. I'll take the loss. So we're tied one-one. Uh, on the poll question comps all right fair enough
2: and you know the game i'm looking forward to since you're going to forget as a host to ask me that
1: no i i haven't i haven't the the game and i actually have a name of a player i'm going to be watching the other side because you gave me such a hard time last week what's the game
2: my game is penn state on october 21st and everybody Watched last year when uh, Joey Porter Jr. was playing against those receivers coming out at Ohio State and against, uh, but they have another really, really good corner, Kalen King.
1: You stole uh, my, you stole my paper. That's exactly what I have written down. <laughs>
2: that I, that uh, I looked at a little bit, and uh, he'll be coming up as one of the top five corners coming out in this year's draft.
1: I have it written right here, Kalen King. Okay, first round, second round possibility.
2: Just uh, do your own work. Come on.
1: Joey Porter, by the way, we talked to to him about this at the the Combine when he came on set, how he had such a great game against Marvin Harrison, Jr., and very few people on planet Earth that were able to say that. He, as close as you can, shut down Marvin Harrison, Jr. in that game. And Joey Porter, Jr. admitted that he at times was bored. He wasn't bored in that game, but teams weren't throwing in his direction. And, you know, when you have the wide receiver crew that, that Ohio State had last year, Marvin Harrison is going to get some targets, and he, and he did, and Joey Porter Jr., not only more than held his own, probably had one of his best games.
3: All right, Just because I know we'll get something in the comments here, when Porter matched up with Harrison, did very well. Harrison had 10 receptions for 185 yards in that game, so I know some people will say something in the comments, but that was oh. not against Joey Porter.
1: No, that's right. I'll go back and look. I actually charted each time that Joey Porter Jr. and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. were matched up, and I think he had like four receptions, Marvin Harrison did uh, like two yak, two yards after catch. One was a slant. I'm just going to have my head here from talking about it so much less during the draft process. One, uh, Joey Porter was playing like off man off zone coverage. So it wasn't even his responsibility. Um, so yeah, he had a big day. He didn't have a big day against Joey Porter Jr. So you can, you can make those comments if, if that if will get, what gets you going. But um, as Rick likes to tell me, you would be ill-informed. <laughs> All right, Rick. Speaking of Ohio State wide receivers, and I feel like they have a factory there. They just keep pumping these guys out. You love this guy. I like this guy, but you love this guy. Emeka Ibuka, uh, another in the long line of playmaking Ohio State wide receivers. Played a lot in the slot. And, man, we'll get to it in a second, but your comp for him is Rich. Like I, I'm in the upper middle class neighborhood. You're living in the McMansion on the hill with this one. So tell me about, uh,
2: if you don't swing for the fences in July, then don't swing because all of a sudden that'll grab people's attention. And they'll make sure that God, I got to go back and make sure I really do my homework on this guy. Like your comp is very average or very safe. My comp is trying to hit one out of the park. And, uh, so. All right, let's fun. see
1: it. You, you're hey, swinging. Let's, let's see what you got, Dave Kingman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what well, can we talk about the receiver first? Can you?
1: Yeah, go ahead. I, to, I want to get your uh, thought. i like to get your scouting report.
2: Emeka? Ibuka? Yeah. Emeka, is that the word? Uh, Ibuka, correct?
1: Emeka Ibuka.
2: Emeka Ibuka.
1: I think it's how he pronounces it. Yeah. You are close. So,
2: a receiver from Ohio State. I'll just tell you this. Watching these two. They are a better combination than when Wilson and what Alave and Alave came out. These wow, two are, are better.
1: Rick's I, coming I, in hot, Debo.
2: <laughs> I am going to put them up there with the Justin Jefferson and my comp Jamar Chase uh, oh, combo that LSU had.
1: That is crazy. Okay, what do you we know about Marvin Harrison Jr.? What What about Abuka? Get your attention.
2: Yeah, well, I thought he was faster. I didn't think he was as crisp of a route runner. I think he's a very smooth athlete. I think he has excellent hands. He had a few concentration drops, but that did not bother me. me. His acceleration after the catch, I thought, was very good. He can weave and make people miss in the open field. He has big playability written all over him. I just said he's a notch below Harrison Jr. But this is... Receiver combination I've seen coming out of college,
1: you all. Man, I Yeah, I liked him. I liked him better. My comp was Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's a better version You're than Jackson Smith and Jigba. How can you say that? He's, I said he's a better version Jackson. of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay, it's it's funny. You have two sets of rules. Like the rules for your comps are one thing, and not, any nothing's off the table. And then my comps have to be uh, the exact spitting image. <clears throat> number two, I think Chris Olave wore number two, didn't he? I back in the day. Yeah. But um, no, I I thought he's. He's listed at almost six one two oh four right now. We'll see if that holds up as we get through the process here. He's also listed as a four five guy. He feels like he plays a lot faster than that. I don't know what he runs, but he doesn't play at four or five.
2: No, I think he's going to be high four threes, low four fours, just based off of watching him run on the tape.
1: Now, Jackson Smith and Jiggle was a four-five one guy when we saw him at the pro day, but his short area quickness was was off the charts. And I feel like right. Abuka checks that box and he also seems to be fleet of foot in a straight line. Um
2: He's run faster lot- than Jackson Smith and Njigba. Yeah, but he's not as crisp as Jackson Smith and Njigba getting into and out of his routes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I actually made that note in the in, uh, in the games that I watched. Uh, I'm not willing to say he's just a notch below Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a little that's 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 a bridge too far for me. And if I had said that, you would have reached to the screen and and punched me. <laughs> I but I like it opinion i like it i like it uh i think he's a better player and by the way jack smith and Jigba was what he went 20 he was the first wide receiver taker and he went 20th overall so it's not a slap in the face for a mecca buka no. but jamar chase went fifth
2: yep i'm gonna say this guy has potential to be a top 10 pick next year jeez
1: listen i know you're a big ohio state guy but this is this might be taking it you really want you want us to get the a plus 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 service next time when we go to go to the pro day no i like i like both these players a lot i think both these players are first round picks i don't know if Abuka goes so you think like top 10 maybe as we sit here
2: yes Ooh,
1: okay no where, i like
2: you, it you don't think he goes in the first way lower like in the low 20s or
1: no i just say i had like first second because i don't know at this point uh, any uh, okay anything
2: could happen.
1: Well, you think it happened well year ago, jackson in general,
2: and we're trying to make predictions the show is based on us going out on a limb and doing your homework and saying things that are not safe. You, oh. it's safe and close to the vest as you always do.
1: You're like one of the safest people I know. You must. Have, I was gone for three days. Fuck, like I was gone for thirty days. She took like a, a media training course of these hot takes. <laughs> now you're just saying crazy stuff. All right. Well, if we're doing that, um, he is Megatron, and he is going first overall. <laughs> there we go.
2: Pop that, Rick. You do the safe thing because it's a lot better for you than uh, trying to, to go out on a Yeah, whip. be
1: careful what you ask for. Yeah. All right, so you have Jamar Chase. I have Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's probably somewhere in between there. But, hey, the, the, there's a worse place to start than with those two names. And uh, he is exciting. Now, listen, he. I'll ask you this because he lines up a lot on the same side of the field with with um, Marvin Harrison Jr. And more importantly, he's on the same offense with, with Marvin Harrison Jr., how much does that affect the evaluation?
2: Doesn't you're still watching his route running ability, he's still <laughs> watching him catch. I mean just but he's
1: still of, he's getting the second and third best defensive players on that team.
2: Not always time. no, because I a lot of colleges don't play match. Okay. They match up. They play their zones and they play against that's why my game I want to see him because he'll probably match up against Kalen King and Penn State as well. So just like you just talked about, you you make a great point. On uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. versus Joey Porter Jr., but it wasn't a matchup every snap, every play last year.
1: That's right. You're right about that.
2: So right. I'm saying it's the same thing. They don't go one on one or usually match up in college uh, player versus player. They do more in the NFL than they do in uh, in college.
1: Okay. No, I get it. So you mentioned Kalen King again in the, in the um, Penn State game. I mentioned the Michigan game because. Let's see. They have Rod Moore, <laughs> okay. safety.
2: Oh, that'll yeah. be. Oh, uh, so now we're going to match up a receiver versus a safety. Well, if you
1: play, uh, Rick, you may not know this, but if you play in the slot a lot, a lot of times the safety is okay. Is, is sometimes uh, tasked with covering the slot receiver, but he's like a he has a day two grade on him right now, according to. Some of the folks that, that Rick and I talked to. So, um, you know, in addition to the Kalen King game, we can look for the Michigan game, which is always a big game. Last year, Michigan won that game, by the way. Uh, and Rod Moore is someone that, uh, to keep an eye on.
2: Okay. So I'm going to see the one-on-one matchups with uh, if a bouquet,
1: a yeah a <Ebuca>.
2: <laughs> yeah, Safety and one-on-one, then I way overestimated his ability as a receiver.
1: But you get an opportunity to watch more players. That's all. I'm giving them a chance. You have Ohio State. <clears throat> you you just you use Ohio State twice, by the way, for both. I mean, the um, Penn State for both these Ohio State players. I decided to.
2: corner, in my opinion, and I haven't seen them all yet, but the best corner in the Big Ten. I okay. don't think there's another first-round corner coming out of the Big Ten yet.
1: So you think he's so good he can cover both Marvin Harrison Jr. and Abuka at the same time. That's what I'm hearing.
2: Yes, Ryan, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's incredible.
1: Rick, uh, so if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, Rick, if you can name this movie, I will I will bid $10 on your Zoom call. Nerds? <laughs> he said nerds, Evo. No, uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I just re rewatched it with my 11-year-old a couple of weeks ago. He loves it. Napoleon Dynamite. I've uh, never seen it. Napoleon's on the left. His brother Kip is on the right. I guess I have to be Kip because I'm slightly shorter. Than you, but you're Napoleon in this instance.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to watch that one.
1: It's a great movie. Um, so all right. Do we have a, a poll for the Abuka one Debo? No. Okay, <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I can take the two the O for two run. All right, Rick, let's go on to number three. Oh, also worth noting, by the way, we rank these wide receivers the same. Oh, that's so, ironic. Um, we agree that Marvin's number one, Amika's number two, and number three. Uh, we also agree on that. And by the way, I'll tell you who number three is right after this break. Did you know that while over 60 percent of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20 percent of them take the first step? The reason building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash cbssports. That's tailorbrand dot com slash So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: So if you're listening to the podcast, though, it's just a little ad for... The CFL on CBS Sports Network. Rick, did you ever have the occasion to travel during your time in the league to see a CFL game?
2: I did. Uh, When I was the pro director with the Chicago Bears back in the 90s, I would make my, unlike yourself and Debo going on vacation every other week, I would actually (laughs) be, that would be my Canadian swing during the summertime. I'd go to their training camps uh, and preseason games, which are going on right now started in Toronto, went to Hamilton, and actually ended up in Quebec uh, to go up and see the Montreal Alouettes. How's your French? Uh, Can I tell you a quick story? It was back in the 90s when there was no cell phone or GPS or Google Maps or whatever all these people use today. So you... I did not know where the campus was, where they were having training camp. So I pulled into a gas station and... I went in there and being the bubbly personality that I am. Oh geez. <laughs> I said, we. <"Oye."> uh <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> you
1: started with yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I forgot how to say hello. Bonjour.
1: Bonjour, you got it. There you go. Uh
2: that's a whole nother story when I try to do French in one semester in college and they kicked me out in the first day, told me to go do another language, but that's a how whole How
1: is story. that possible?
2: Uh the lady, our professor was lady. <laughs> a there, and I had to take a foreign language to finally get my degree. And I tried French, and I said, I could do this in a semester. And it ended up getting kicked out in day two. She said, probably uh. would be best interest for you to go look in another language.
1: Oh, she said that to you? She said in front of everybody?
2: Yeah. And, uh, after class, she called me up. Oh, jeez. Like, they're going back and forth talking in French. And all I'm saying is we and pardon. And, <laughs>
1: So wait a second. How did it end with the gas station story in Canada?
2: Oh, the lady was very upset because I was speaking English. She thought it was rude and disrespectful that I didn't speak French. So I had no idea because I asked her in English on how to get to the campus. And she kept uh, answering me back in French. Wow. So I should
1: try that when you start getting uh, getting short with me. I just start talking to you in French. (laughs) Did you find the campus?
2: I did find the campus. I actually uh used my uh road uh, my roadmap that I unfolded, the Canadian your trip,
1: your trip ticks. Yeah. <laughs> did uh anyone stick out of any players that you found, quote unquote, in Canada that went on to have pretty good NFL careers?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, because we had the Canadian workout every December. So we brought in the top four or five. I remember in Miami we had a offensive lineman, Mark Dixon, who okay. had a really good career. Uh And then uh, we lost out on the pass rusher. Uh, I can't recall his name right now. That had a really productive NFL career while he was healthy. Was it Cameron
1: Wake? Did he play in the CFL? Yeah. Yeah, he was a great player, man.
2: Yeah. No. So we had him in for a visit, and, and we ended up getting outbidded.
1: Yeah, he was. Man, he was good. Yep. Um, and now more than ever, it feels like a lot of these players coming through college ranks are, are Canadian born. Chase Claypool, uh, Neville Gallimore. Um, there are probably a lot of guys I can't I didn't even know were Canadian that um who la- there's someone we talked about last year. Oh
2: a defensive lineman I think played with the New Orleans Saints for a while.
1: Yes, I can't I know you're talking about, but also the left tackle from Syracuse, he's Canadian. Yeah. Um my guy, I can't remember his name. Bergeron. He's- Bergeron. Thank you. Second round pick. Good Lord. Two old guys trying to remember people's names. That's a, not a way to go through life. All right. Number three on our list, Rick, you stole my comfort. This one I see Malik neighbors, LSU number eight. The funny thing is I remember watching Kayshawn booty tape last year and seeing number eight pop up time and time again while Kayshawn booty didn't flash as much as I would like. He's fun. You know, like he, he He's a fun player.
2: Yes. I, I really like this kid. I thought, uh, explosive athlete, quick, uh, good speed. Um, uh, but he usually has to set up his deep routes with a double move quick twitched into out of his routes.
1: Hey, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you. Uh, Cause I noticed a double move and I thought that was a good thing to the, the twitchiness. Why do you, why do you say he has to set up his routes that way?
2: Because if a guy can't get over top of the DB down the field with just pure speed, By doing a little double move, a head shake, something to freeze a DB for a second, then you can see his acceleration get on top of the DB.
1: So So. you felt like straight line, he wasn't going to win consistently? Is that what I'm hearing?
2: I'm just saying straight line off the line of scrimmage. Okay. Okay. But what really stood out uh, was his route running savvy. I thought he was an excellent route runner. Uh, I thought he can separate and man coverage out of the plant. Um, thought he had good hands. He really extends, catches the ball. He's very courageous coming inside. knowing he's going to take a hit. Needs to be a little bit more consistent in down the field situations. He is a, uh, quick twitched athlete with the ball in his hands after the catch. I, uh, Finished the season very strong. He had 128 yards versus Georgia in the SEC championship game, 163 yards in a bowl game versus Purdue. He played in a bowl game. Uh,
1: There you go. Checkbox.
2: His comp to me was uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba.
1: Yeah, I I had many of the same comments you had. I thought he had... I thought he was a burner. I thought he could run by guys consistently. I thought he was tough in the middle of the field. He ran a lot of slants and made contested catches. Uh, you know, the defensive back would meet him and the ball at the catch point. He held onto the ball more times than not. Good contact balance, almost like a running back. You hit him, and he stays on his feet and gets the yards after the catch. I want to see, we'll get to that, you know, in months from now, but there were, I, I saw two different measurements uh, for height weight, um, almost six feet, around 200 pounds, and I saw something a little less than that. Um, four four seven unofficial. I, I thought he played that fast, maybe faster, and um, I I like him too. Like I like him a lot more than than Keyshawn Booty, who a year ago we were talking about as a possible top forty pick, and then for various reasons he uh, it it didn't quite work out for him. He ended up in New England. We'll see how that goes. He'll have his opportunity, but um, I, I think Malik Neighbors is a higher upside player athletically, and I don't know how he is as a teammate, uh, as a person off the field, but on, on the field he he flashed a lot and he flashed a lot when I was trying to watch Kayshawn Booty last year, and then I actually did watch the Purdue game uh, yesterday, and they they had no answers for him. They, they, um, he, he, he flashed consistently. My comp for him, I had to go deep for this one because I'd already used Jackson Smith and Jigba, but someone who plays mostly in the slot, I mean, he can play outside. I went with Miles Austin. Huh? What's the difference? Miles Austin had a great career as a guy in the middle. He's a bigger target than you thought. He was 6'2. You know that?
2: Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was bigger than this kid, and he wasn't as twitchy as this kid.
1: Not as twitchy, because he I he was a yeah. late round undrafted guy.
2: Make comparisons. Look at the physical traits that you see on tape and then try to relate those to someone. Not just, I don't know where you come up with your comps, but two different types of athlete, in my opinion.
1: Rick, all I will say is. I'm going to pray for you, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, you compared uh, Emeka Buka to Jamar Chase. That's all I'm going to say. That is we'll
2: rich. Think. We will see. We will see.
1: Miles Austin had a great career. He's a good slot receiver. He's a couple inches taller than Malik right now. Maybe Malik will grow. We'll see what the what the height weight comes in at. And um, what's another good slot receiver between Miles Austin and Jackson Smith and Jigba that sticks out?
2: Well, it, it, what's your criteria?
1: Well, it's similar size and you know similar play style. That's that's the hard part. I mean, that's the problem, right?
2: No, it's not the problem. It's you have to think <laughs> deep.
1: All right, give me a name.
2: Uh, I, I'll just go someone off the top of my head. Yeah, it's not the same caliber of receiver as neighbors is, uh, but similar built. I believe was KJ okay. Osborne who we drafted out. Oh yeah,
1: team. there you go. See, not so bad. Okay, so you'd have preferred that to Miles Austin.
2: Yes, something that a, a thick thicker built guy that's not as tall that is has some twitch to him. Miles is pretty thick. He wasn't slight yeah, frame. He's tall, but he doesn't yeah. have the same twitch, the athletic twitch that this kid has. And I should
1: tell you, like Pete tells me about the quarterbacks. You should probably listen to me after the Michael Wilson fiasco that you may never live down, future Hall of Famer Michael Wilson.
2: oh i've got it in my back pocket That one's not going anywhere
1: because uh what i have learned from the senior bowl last year when you were killing my guy mike wilson is that i was right about mike wilson so yeah
2: yeah yeah, you're i didn't know he had what 150 yard in uh, receiving yards and otas he's healthy,
1: that's uh and i watched the Arizona Cardinals uh behind the scenes with Mike Wilson, too. I like him even more now.
2: So okay, good.
1: Third round pick. Here we go. Number four. Now, this this comp here, if Jamar Chase was rich, this one is Elon Musk silly. This comp. This I cause this comp crossed my mind. And I said, if I put this down, Rick will have Rick might quit this show. And <laughs> so we're going to talk about Xavier Worthy. He's our number four wide receiver out of Texas. And he's Six feet, maybe 6'1", one, 160 pounds. He looks bigger than 160 on the field. Like He doesn't look like he is um, you know, 40 pounds lighter than everyone else. He has speed to burn. Uh, I thought he had good hands. I thought he tracked the ball well on on sort of layered intermediate throws. Um, wins consistently on deep routes. Uh, the weight is an issue in terms of if he actually does weigh 160. Uh, doesn't have the physical strength to, r- to run through arm tackles consistently in the middle of the field like some of these other receivers we've talked about do. Uh, but I like his game a lot. I won't say the comp yet. I'll let you give me your scouting report, and then we'll compare
2: notes. Yeah, a lot of the same. I thought he looked real thin on the uh, tape. So um, you got to – don't get fooled by the uh, socks. You see the socks. He's got like three pairs of socks. That make oh, him- yeah, and he
1: pulls them all the way up too.
2: Yeah. So don't get, don't get fooled by with the, the, the <laughs>
1: that's all the, the, trick, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tricks there that you, uh, apparently fall for, but I thought this guy was very quick, very fast, had a little shake at the stem of his route, soft hands. Uh, the one thing that bothered me the most was that the drops, he had too many drops in the Washington versus Washington in the bowl game. Uh, where he had an opportunity to really shine, and he didn't. Uh, Lacks strength in contested situations downfield. Uh, he he can run. He has speed to elude after the catch, but he's not going to break many tackles. I said, with a productive year, this guy will be a first-round pick. Ooh, and I see Devontae Smith and Jordan Addison in this guy.
1: Yeah, you got me so discombobulated with Malik neighbors. We forgot to do the draft range. You had him going first. I like him more as a second round pick right now. And then, uh, Alabama game because of Kool-Aid, I would imagine you had that penciled. Yep. And yep. then I had Missouri because of uh Chris Abrams drain, a cornerback. I liked a lot last year. Um, I think he still has a couple years eligibility left. So I don't want to, I don't like to talk about the juniors coming out and push them that direction, but that's a matchup. I'm interested in watching back to Xavier worthy. So Devonta Smith, that crossed my mind. You also mentioned Jordan Addison. Man, here's the thing: Devonta Smith is a high bar, but is that what you're you're going for? High bar or realistic?
2: Yeah, I'm going for in the, in in July before the season, you go for high bar. Okay, then you come back to realistic to see what they do. But I think his potential or where he can be very similar. Are those two comparisons?
1: Yeah, I went with Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace is a bigger wide receiver. Don't misunderstand, <laughs> but he is a he's a nine route go get it guy. And he wasn't breaking a lot of arm tackles. So let me get through this. I was with
2: Mike Wallace and I watched him in Pittsburgh. We had him. He is a go ball. This guy is a better, more fluid athlete getting yeah. and out of his cuts than Mike Wallace is. So well, I- let me,
1: let me ask you in the spectrum of wide receivers, when you put the line down for Xavier worthy, is he closer to Devonta Smith or closer to Mike Wallace? Cause I feel like he's closer to Mike Wallace.
2: That, that that make no sense to me whatsoever, that comparison. It's horrible.
1: All right. You
2: have right. Him going. I
3: think it's funny. I think it's funny that Rick turns into Skip Bayless in the summer and he's like Walter Cronkite and <laughs> <laughs> you know around draft season. Very
1: you know what else is I noticed, Devo? You're right about that. But also, like when we start telling like personal stories, Rick stories, he becomes very nice again. Like he's telling the story about the lady yelling at him at the convenience store in Montreal. He's like a very Easy to talk to guy. So, listen, when you bid on Rick on eBay, specify which Rick you want to talk to. And that's the Rick that'll show up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rick is, I don't know what's going on. He must have shot like an 82 or something yesterday because he is, he's, he's feeling it. Uh, let me, go does it say? Oh, yeah. So, you had a first, second round grade on Xavier Worthy. I had second, third. Damn. I think I, I need oh. to see some things, but you were being optimistic about everything except my comps on, on this podcast. So, you're thinking best case scenario.
2: Uh, first round, lower first round. Yeah. Second. He's better. I mean, if you want to try to make some kind of comparison that also popped in my head was the version we saw of, uh, the receiver from Tennessee last year, but I couldn't go there.
1: Oh, Jalen Hyatt.
2: Jalen Hyatt.
1: Yeah. Jalen. Actually, that's not a bad one either. You're pretty good at this.
2: Yeah. Well, all of them are better than Mike Wallace.
1: Uh, how does it feel that you and I had the same comps for Drake May and Caleb Williams? Drake May and Caleb Last week, we had the same comps for those
2: players. How does that NSA, make you feel? I didn't say May was going to beat Trevor Lawrence.
1: Daniel Jones, though. You had Slash Daniel Jones. You're covering your, your bases.
2: Well, I said Drake. I said Trevor Lawrence. I did have Slash Daniel Jones. but
1: That's what I just said.
2: <laughs> I put Trevor Lawrence first.
1: I would not go that far. That was, again, one of those... One of those uh comps you make when you've had three Michelob Ultras and you're not thinking clearly.
3: To limit to be over
1: Rick 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 in the mirror this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Who will it be today if you're watching on YouTube? that's the uh that's the guy from um 51st dates. No, that's not fifty first dates. All right, Rick. Xavier Worthy game, you and I both circled. Kool-Aid McKinstry, Alabama, September 9th, early in the season. That game is in Alabama. We talked about that uh, on previous podcasts. Last year it was in Texas. Quinn Ewers got hurt. This time Quinn Ewers will obviously be playing. We don't know who the quarterback will be for Alabama. So Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy could be something worth watching. And then Kool-Aid McKinstry, who, um, spoiler alert, is probably a, a, a first-round consideration I quarterback. I
2: would there at first-round consideration. Yeah.
1: Along with your guy, Kalen King out of Penn State, who you will not quit talking about, we get it. You love Kalen King. Um, all right, let's talk about number five on our list. Rome, are you gonna pronounce his name, or you want me to do it? Udunzi. Oh my God! Wait, what is going on? How'd you get that?
2: I, I just—I I haven't practiced names. It takes me about nine months. I got mm-hmm. them down right before the actual draft.
1: No, this that, that's pretty close. That's what I'm saying.
2: Is it Odunze? It's Odunze. Odunze.
1: Yeah, you're not bad. Rome Odunze. Out of Washington. He is a big-body wide receiver. Listed currently at almost 6'3", about 217. He's listed as a sub five guy. I didn't think he played that fast on tape, um, but I thought he's fast enough. Big-body wide receiver gets in and out of breaks pretty smoothly, shows soft hands, catches the ball away from his body. Um talk about starter goes we were talking about that with when league neighbors. I saw Odunze do that and I thought it helped him get open because he wasn't consistently separating down the field with no. just nine route turn out run people. Um because of his size he shows some, shows some yards after catch ability, he'll run through arm tackles. Um I thought he was a long strider but like I mentioned it wasn't going to run away from guys. Um can stack wide receiver uh, defensive backs but he won't separate at the end. That's something Marvin Harrison would do he would be he would stack a cornerback and then the last two or three yards he would create that separation to make the uh, make the make the play. What do you think about uh, Adunze in terms of what you saw?
2: Uh, I agree with you the the where you see him he's not I don't think he has the speed to take the top off coverage like you mentioned but if you watch the Washington State game the Apple Bowl uh um, yep. he did a nice job setting up the DBs. Uh, to, to with a double move to get open down the field. Very strong hands, extends the catch. Okay with the 50-50 balls, although for a size, I'd like to see him be closer, win more consistently than he does. Not real electric with the ball in his hands after the catch. Uh, for a bigger guy, I wish he'd break more tackles. Okay. Uh, because he's not as sudden as these other guys that we had talked about. You ready for my comparison?
1: The thing is, I don't hate it. And I, I say that, hoping that you will understand that I would like you to tone it down a little bit when I give you my comp. Who do you have? <laughs> uh,
2: he reminded me of Cedric Tillman from yeah. Tennessee last year.
1: And and people might be like, "Well, Cedric Tillman wasn't great last year. Cedric Tillman was injured last year. And I think he's going to be a really good pro when he gets healthy, and you sort of see what he can do when he's hundred percent." And Jalen Hyatt told us at the senior at uh, the combine, excuse me, that that's the reason he got the opportunity to play. Right. Now, as I would say, he took advantage of that opportunity. As Rick might say, well, where was that productivity when Cedric Tillman's healthy? Because as Ohio State has proven, you can have eighteen wide receivers on the field at the same time if you're good enough to get on the field. That's a conversation for for later in the season once the things get going. I don't hate that comp. One that came to mind, and I could, I heard, I heard and saw you grimace in my head when I said it. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> See, there it is. Nikhil Harry was a big-bodied wide receiver uh... who, should, who shouldn't have been a first-round pick. That's not my final comp. I have another comp that's even better.
2: Okay. Let's give it another shot.
1: That's that's what I thought, and that's what I thought the reaction would be. So I went in this direction. Let me see. Put do you have arms on that chair? Cause I want you to grip both arms.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cody Latimer. Who? Out of Indiana, second round pick, drafted by the corner.
2: I know who Cody Latimer
1: is. <laughs> oh yes, who? <Ooh. laughs> I had to give it to you.
2: This guy's oh. more physical than Cody Latimer.
1: Yes, I agree. But similar size. I think they ran similarly based on combine numbers or whatever.
2: Is there any way we can help Brian or maybe can I help him with do some comps before he actually comes on air and does his own comps? Well,
3: or is this what makes the show? Yeah, that takes out the fun. I mean, yeah. you guys are tied 1-1 in the polls. That's right. Settle well, down. Let's
2: keep the polls up there. So <laughs> let's see as this uh... – <laughs> Summer sessions well, keep going, and more and more people get more familiar with some of these receivers or players whose comp is actually better.
1: Yeah, we may have to start. We may have to recirculate them once the football season begins because I'm sure not a lot of people listening to this podcast have watched a ton if they're not Washington fans or Texas fans of uh, Odunze or, or worthy. But yeah, we'll keep it going. And I feel confident in my abilities. You're taking a low hanging fruit. Like I, we should have some rules. You can't just use guys that you just saw two weeks ago and Cedric Tillman, but we'll get around to that.
2: What are you you talking about? I didn't see him two weeks ago.
1: No, Cedric Hillman hasn't played the NFL
2: yet. That's my point. Yeah. So we don't know.
1: But there's good news, Rick. We both agree in the draft
2: range. Day two guy. Yep. Yeah. I said lower second round, maybe third, but I had him in the second round.
1: Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you on that. November 11th, Utah?
2: Yeah, they didn't play Utah last year. And Utah, to me, because there's no – there's not – Many defenses that are very good in the Pac-10, in my opinion, that that can that can compete to the guys in the SEC. And I understand the athletes are different. Although Pac-12, uh, they have some really good athletes on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't know as 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 many defensive players come out of the Pac-12 as the SEC or even the Big Ten. So, but uh, Utah always is is very good on the defensive side of the ball. They didn't play him last year, so. I'm anxious to see how he would match up against uh, Utah's defense.
1: Worth noting, by the way, we're talking about athletically that maybe Odunze is in the same conversation as some of the other players we talked about today. Last year, he went 75 catches, uh, 1,145 yards, seven touchdowns, and he had uh, 100 yards or more six times. Now, as an evaluator, just looking at the stat sheet, does that get your attention, or is that just a matter of competition?
2: Right now, in this process, all you're doing is trying to look at him as a route runner. Uh, and all those boxes that you're looking for to evaluate. Now, I understand. Not, you're, you're, uh, please, people, if you're a Pac-12 fan, and Ryan just said that the Pac-12 is very similar <laughs> to, <laughs> to, uh, to, the,
1: to the Colonial Athletic Association, home yeah. of the William Mary
2: tribe. <laughs> That's, uh, go ahead and get on him for that what I'm saying is that you try to look at the individual and grade the individual on his route running ability, the, how he catches, how he runs after the catch. I understand that. Okay. You may not watch him against Beaver Creek university, but (laughs) PAC 12 does have some good defensive players on that side of the ball as well.
1: Yeah. I love BCU. Great team. I said, I'm going to be looking forward to the matchup the week before the Utah matchup when they face USC, because this guy turns out for USC, first round buzz. He plays safety, Rick. Because I know you love safeties. <laughs> I just want to see the secondary of USC in general. But I'll be watching Kalen Bullock as well, and he has some first and second round grades as we sit here. Yep. So yeah,
2: yeah. That- I just don't get the safety versus a receiver deal because when are they actually going to be matched up?
1: No, but I like to... I Here's what I do because Except I'm hard because work.
2: They're extended down the field and they're playing zone. Mm. I understand that part.
1: But. I Here's what I do. I have this re- rewind button. So I watch a Dunze and I'll rewind it and I'll watch Kalen Bullock.
2: Okay.
1: Two for one. A little pro tip there for scouting purposes, Ricky. You can do more than I one
2: player. on each guy individually, that may help your <laughs> evaluations <laughs> and your comps a lot better.
1: Uh, well, they couldn't get any worse. Hey, so any other wide receivers...
2: Yeah, there's going to be a uh, ton of wide receivers. I don't.
1: Uh, uh, I'm just... I got my list in front of me. Can we read it to you? Yeah. So uh, we talked about Odunze. There's another wide receiver at Washington who could who, who could get drafted sooner. Jalen McMillan. He's a he's a baller. We know about uh, the two guys at Ohio State, Harrison and uh, Amika Buka. LSU has a guy named Brian Thomas who's going to be worth watching. We talked about Xavier Worthy. Texas also has uh, Adane Mitchell who's getting a lot of buzz. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Last year, there were what felt like 50 wide receivers.
2: Johnny Wilson of Florida State.
1: Johnny Wilson's another name.
2: Uh, um, Troy Franklin at Oregon.
1: Terry Franklin's another name. Troy Franklin, excuse me. Um, Aronde Gatson, the second,
2: plays at Syracuse. Remember his dad? A tight end, or is he going to be a receiver?
1: That's that's going to be the question. Um, he would be a slight of frame tight end, but he can fill that sort of flex role if that's what you're looking for.
2: And is um, there, uh, what is it, Lad? I can't read my writing.
1: Lad, yeah, Lad McConkey, at Georgia.
2: Georgia is another one that I had written.
1: Jermaine down. Burton out of Alabama. Higher expectations last year that I didn't quite think. He did him.
2: Yeah, he's got to take, he's not in that. He's a notch below, in my opinion.
1: Right. But if he takes that step, Bruce McCoy, also USC transfer to Tennessee. Um, there were some thoughts that he might come out last year. Uh, he'll have an opportunity to to play with, um, who's the quarterback now? Milton. At Tennessee, now that um, Jalen Hyatt and and Rick's guy Cedric Tillman have gone on to the NFL. <laughs> All right, Rick, that's it. So, uh, how would you grade my comps?
2: My grade on your comps would be uh, like a draft grade. Yeah, uh, I'd probably give it a C minus.
1: All right, that feels the the response I got. During the class, felt like the teacher hated me, but in respect, in and it turns out I passed the class, so that's fine.
2: Well, no one ever gives anyone a D or F, so I <laughs> think that, yeah, that's what I
1: was like so. What what would you give you? How would you grade your comps? A, A, not A plus.
2: A, A plus.
1: Yeah. Oh, you would give A plus. Okay, you didn't yeah. know we're doing pluses. Okay, A plus. Yeah,
3: I don't if I uh, set the over under for wide receivers in the first round next year at four and a half, what would you take? Oh, under. This year uh, was four. Last year was six wide receivers in the first round. That's a good number. The year before was five, so it's always right around there. Ryan, in, in your way too early 2023 Ooh. mock. Yeah, how you did I have? Seven wide receivers and four oh ended God. up going.
1: <laughs> wow. Do you have that in front of you, Debo?
3: Yeah, Josh Downs. I'm working backwards. Josh oh, okay. Downs, Marvin Mims. Okay. Dante Demas from Maryland. No, he got hurt. That it's not count. uh Kayshawn Boutte,
2: Jordan wow. Addison. No, don't, don't stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing him.
1: Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, take that, Rick. Quentin Johnston. Oh, oh. who he says. Here's the funny thing, and this is what's going to happen. And just so, again, so people know, Rick actually loves me. He loves Debo even more. He's just he's just being a ball buster. But here's what's going to happen, Rick. You are 100% doing a mock draft. At some point in the next Not eight months.
2: Contract. Hey, I'm just a uh, hired hand, just here to support uh, you. And, and when
1: you do that mock draft, yeah, we are going to crush you, <laughs> time and time and time again.
2: Don't get paid to do the mock drafts. I get paid to give opinions on people's mock drafts.
1: <laughs> well, you're 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 earning your your keep. I'll tell you that. All right, that's it. Anything you want to add, Rick? Any dad jokes you got? Anything like that?
2: Oh yeah, I, I missed the dad joke. Uh, when we did the quarterbacks the other day, that way, way I gave the punchline. You know, I was well, I was over at the rec center the other uh-huh. day. You know where, and that's part of the school. And I saw a coach over there, and he was kicking the heck out of a vending machine. And I said, "Geez, why is he so mad?" Why? I said, "Sir, why are you why are you so mad and kicking the vending machine?" He says, "I want my quarterback." <laughs>
1: Hey, what does that have to do with football? I mean, why is that? Why is that football related?
2: See, quarterback—that's a guy that throws the ball, and then he put the quarter in a machine and didn't.
1: That is know. the worst ad joke you've ever told, <laughs> and that is a—that's a tough—that's a, tough, a tough nut to to crack. All right, well done. You've outdone yourself. Three
3: point two out of ten.
1: Three, he gave hang you a three point two.
2: Hang 3.2. on a sec. I've been doing d- bad No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> one one a show. One a Why show. is that book
1: so big? It's like you're reading out of the Bible.
2: Look at all my dad jokes. I've been uh are I, you I, right? You're not writing those down. And he reads playbook.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why
3: is that book so big?
2: That's that's my uh that's, that's my, my, my Okay. Here's one to go. All right. Okay.
1: Holy and, I can't get over that book. Huh? I can't get over how big that book is.
2: What? Okay, we'll end on this. Uh, okay. When does a joke become a dad joke? Uh, when? When it becomes apparent.
1: Uh, all right, everyone. <laughs> thank you, as always, for watching. You can watch us live on YouTube at NFL on CBS. You can listen to us on the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I would encourage you next. Time and going forward, do not listen to the last five minutes of any of these podcasts to <laughs> avoid these dad jokes that you have since been subjected to. Remember, though, you can bid on Rick um, on eBay for a Zoom call, supports a great cause, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That link is in the description on the YouTube video. So head over there if you're listening to us. And thanks as always to my guy Rick and his dad jokes and his great player comps. We've all been blessed to hear those player comps. Thank you for that, Rick. Thank you. Debo, as always, for producing, and we'll see you guys next week talking running backs tight ends.